0: Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Dragon Talk. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to Dragon Talk. I'm Greg are Tito.
1: This? this has to is this being recorded? It's being recorded. That is by far the best intro I've ever heard.
0: I mean, we're peaking. We're peaking right this now. This is so good. This is really good because I am Greg Tito and you are Shelley Noble. and we have an awesome guest. Mrs. Blue Jay. I guess I don't know why I'm putting Mrs. 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 in there. <laughs>
1: Mrs. Blue Jay. Her
0: name is Blue Jay. And she uh, came into the office and recorded this awesome interview uh, talking about what's going on at TwitchCon as yes. well as just twitching in and general. And just
1: being a streamer. Yeah. And young. Very young. Very young. Yes. That's what the kids these days are doing. Like
0: 12 years younger than us.
1: Somewhere in a classroom far away, there's a kid who's saying, when I grow up, I want to be a streamer.
0: Yeah. Or a YouTube star. It's an, isn't Or an influencer. Are your kids already saying that?
1: Oh, he definitely wants to Your be a kids, YouTube plural? Yeah. Are
0: your kids, plural, saying He's, that already?
1: Yes. Where's my other one? Uh, I don't know what the other one's saying.
0: It's, uh...
1: I haven't been paying much attention to that second show. <laughs> no, you've told no out.
0: stories about this hmm. uh, second Sorry. demon uh, girl that you have been appearing as on the websites here.
1: I haven't been doing
0: anything. You haven't been doing anything. This
1: place is Haunted.
0: It is haunted.
1: There's a message coming from the other side.
0: Uh, But it was really interesting to talk to Blue Jay uh, about uh, what it was like, her journey from four years ago to now uh, and all that. And uh, I can't wait to hang out with her at TwitchCon and see her play with Jeremy Crawford. So we'll get some more information about all that when she's here. Uh, Look forward to that. Um, Speaking of TwitchCon, Dungeons & Dragons is going to be there in force. We We were going to be there in force. Uh, there will be streaming going on all three days on October 26th, 27th, and 28th. Shelly will be cackling throughout all of them, <laughs> stirring the pot of our witch's brews. Do it again. We're going to be there. in force. <laughs> <laughs> Um, why is that so funny look for us on twitch.tv slash dnd I will now all that weekend long uh, there's going to be dnd games uh, (laughs) we're going to talk to the authors of Art and Arcana which we already talked to on here Uh, oh they're going to be there too about what's going on in Ravnica, we're going to see WWE superstar Xavier Woods Love that. perform live a couple of times, uh, lots of great Perform
1: people. wrestling?
0: Wrestling moves live oh, while awesome. in costume as a Dungeons & Dragons character, so can't go wrong, right? Nope. What could go wrong? Absolutely nothing. Chairs will
1: not be flying.
0: (laughs) There will be no flying chairs if I have anything to say about it. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Make great TV. Improvised weapon, 1d6 of damage. That's all I got to say.
1: I think it'd be more than that.
0: What what would you say as Dungeon Master? (laughs) 1d20. Of damage? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm not a dungeon man. I like that you were
0: like, I'm going to say 10, but nope, I'm going to go 10, for 20. 20. 20. <laughs> 20. Raising up those stakes. Yep. Uh, we got some uh, cool books coming out. We got Do Guild we? Master's Guide to Ravnica coming out on November 9th in game stores, 20th everywhere else. Uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage is also coming out on November 9th in game stores and uh, November 20th everywhere else.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, a little bit of a delay there. Their printers got jammed. We got a paper print, jam. We got a paper jam. <laughs> got a PC load letter. A
1: big old paper jam. Um,
0: and uh, also, the core book sets uh, will be coming out a little bit later uh, than anticipated, but you will be able to get them um, just as you like them. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, October, sorry, not even October, November, November 20th, um, everywhere for the uh, standard covers, and then the alternate covers will be available in core hobby stores on November 16th. Oh, wow. You know what else is coming out on November 16th?
1: Yes, I do. What? Dungeon mayhem. Mayhem dungeon. Causing some mayhem.
0: On your sandwich.
1: Mayhem, not Mayo, not Dungeon Mayo. You were
0: saying Mayhem.
1: Oh, Mayhem, please.
0: <laughs> Mustard.
1: <laughs> mayo. Not um, Mayhem.
0: It's a fantastic game if you haven't seen it already. Uh, it is a fun to play a card game, easy to learn, difficult to master, very deep strategy. But if you
1: lose, you lose fabulously.
0: And if you snooze, you also
1: lose. Right. So Make sure you choose the news.
0: Uh, and don't goose.
1: Oh, did you hear that?
0: I thought, I thought it, he just it, like, it shut us off. It is haunted in here.
1: Did you do something? No?
0: Mm-hmm. I thought he did. Did thought, you hear that? I thought he was about to like, like, talk, he was just talk like, in. Oh, they're like, doing that. Choose the news You're being silly again. again. It must be the ghost S. She, that's you know been what? bothering Eden us. Eden
1: is not a fan of Dragon Talk. No, she is not. She's she been trying lie, to me. mess
0: us up this whole time. I
1: think she wants to co host.
0: Oh, that's an idea. That's an idea. We'll explore that uh, at a later time. Of course, we're talking about uh the specter behind Betrayal Legacy.
1: Apparently haunting this room.
0: And our lives. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. But she's uh, she's quite cute. She's Otherwise, so cute. Yeah. Uh so that game comes out when?
1: November ninth. November 9th. There's a lot happening Dude, on that's November. November two? Yes. Ugh. Everything's in November. Always been November. <laughs> Okay, you're the ones who started moving into my turf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is that, it's turf now? It's turf. Like,
1: ter- <sniffs> yes.
0: <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet. From your first vinaigrette.
1: Vinaigrette? Yeah, I always Are wondered. we still on the salad sandwich? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <It's a> con- <laughs> this is Dungeon Condiment.
1: It's the condiment show.
0: The official mm. condiment of the Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am actually podcast. hungry. I'm kind of hungry too.
1: Salad for dinner,
0: so uh, we should just throw this to a segment because we we could do this all day,
1: or we could talk about recipes.
0: (laughs) 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 We could do that too. So my favorite ham salad sandwich,
1: your mayhem,
0: mayhem, no
1: ham like a mayhem.
0: We have an awesome Laurie Chanot segment, but I just want to give you guys a heads up. We're talking a lot about some horror. Themes. There's definitely some scary stuff we're talking about because it is around the Halloween. We want to make sure we were using some uh, imagery that you might be able to incorporate if you're going to do like a Halloween one shot. Uh, But just want to give you guys a heads up. We're talking about some horror stuff. Blue Jay
1: doesn't like horror and you had to put a horror segment on her show. Well, well,
0: this is a perfect segue then. So you can skip right ahead if you're not into the horror and go listen to, to Blue Jay. Sound like a plan? Yes. All right. Let's do some bangs and bongs.
1: Okay. Bing.
2: Insane in the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
0: everyone, and welcome to another segment of lore. You should know I am Greg Tito, and I am joined by Mr. Chris Perkins. Hi there. Who's giggling at me in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just misbehaving a little. That something. is okay in my book because today we are going to talk about a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons lore, like we do on this segment, mm-hmm. um, that is aiming to misbehave. The a domain bit very oh, seasonal. Yes, exactly. It is. It is uh, fall here in Seattle. In fact, today it was probably the foggiest morning. It's been in a long time. It was quite
3: um, spooky.
0: I thought I was in Barovia.
3: Mm-hmm. I could yeah. not see thirty feet in front of me. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> dog was deeply suspicious of it. <laughs> As he should be. There was probably <laughs> specters and <laughs> vampires abound. That's right. You don't want to go wandering off into some far-flung shadowfell plane and never be seen in the mortal world again.
0: And that's exactly what we're talking about Yeah, today on uh, Laurie Cheneau. Uh So, yeah, do the domain of dread that is Barovia is just one domain of One of, of a dread. plethora.
3: There are many out there. Exactly. What is a domain of dread, though? I,
0: that's what I'd like to know.
3: Um, so they came into being... During second edition Mm -hmm. with the Ravenloft campaign setting, when it was decided that there was going to be a Ravenloft campaign setting, the decision was made to expand beyond Barovia Mm. and say, well, if there is a dark domain ruled by a sort of archetypal vampire, then maybe, just maybe, there are other domains like Barovia that are ruled by other archetypal monsters. And do they fit into the D&D <clears throat> cosmology of the multiverse? In a fashion, they're, they're part of the multiverse, of course, but they are detached. They are sequestered, um, cut off from the rest of the multiverse by the mists. And the mists are a commonality among all of the domains. All the domains are essentially hemmed in or bound by the mists of Ravenloft. Interesting. And those mists and the domains within them are sort of brought into being or put where they are by entities, very vague concept, but uh, called the dark powers. Mm. These dark powers have been deliberately um, not described in detail so that there is sort of an ambiguity to them Mm. and and what they can do. But in, in essence, what we have said over the years is the dark powers... Reward slash punish very, very evil individuals by basically carving out their domains and separating them from us and the multiverse and kind of treating these domains as places they rule but simultaneously are also their prisons. And like
0: playgrounds to a certain extent? Are they to doing, a certain extent. Are they yes. doing it
3: to to tease out? Torment is probably a better word. Yeah. Um, the dark powers are evil, malignant entities, and what they want to do is torment the creatures that they lock away. Right. Starting with the dark lords of the domains. So Strahd rules Barovia as your archetypal vampire. Mm-hmm. As the Ravenloft setting went on year after year, new domains were introduced and sort of captured or embodied certain um, corners of the horror genre. Mm. For instance, there was a, there's a domain of dread inspired by the Egyptian mummy I see, um, yes. In the, the old universal mummy films. Right. And that domain came to be known as Harakir and its mummy lord, Anktapot, is basically locked away in a pyramid in this domain mm. um, that he, it, presides over.
0: Using a lot of those Egyptian kind of motifs. Y-
3: exactly. All the Egyptian motifs are basically wrapped up in this one domain. Mm-hmm. And as you go through and you look at all the other domains, you realize that the creators, the designers of these domains, were basically carving out the different archetypes. So there is a domain um, ruled by a wolfware, essentially a bardic werewolf. Uh, that domain is called Kartakas, and the werewolf is known as the Meister Singer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's there's a uh, an island realm ruled by a werebat, pirate. There's a oh. uh, realm ruled by an evil sentient sword. There's one basically that's, uh the domain is ruled by a house, an evil malignant house called the House of Lament.
0: Interesting.
3: Yeah. So pretty much any movie that you can think of, be it Frankenstein, Dracula, The Wolfman, whatever, there's probably a Ravenloft domain equivalent or homage to it.
0: And was that the... Uh, intent of the designers was to here's, here are these tropes of horror uh, yeah. in American culture uh, and, and, and worldwide culture to a certain extent <clears throat> yes and here's how you can play within those things if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons. Exactly. And fantasy because I think, I
3: think the experience that most people have with Ravenloft is they don't run an entire campaign based on Ravenloft. What they usually do is like a one night stand or uh, a short campaign. In a specific domain, and then they're done. Yeah, it's sort of a one and done. So each domain is kind of its own standalone milieu environment, and the goal is almost always the same, which is get out um, <laughs> if you can. Find a way to get out, and sometimes that means defeating the Dark Lord. Sometimes it means finding some key or way or passage mm-hmm. that the Dark Lord has been guarding. Um, and uh, yeah, so and the domains run the gamut in terms of their complexity. Some of them are quite big. And others are very, very small and local, and so you can have sort of one-night Ravenloft experiences. Oh,
2: okay.
3: Um, A couple examples from second edition um, that are actually pretty easy to adapt to other editions, should you be of a mind to do so, Mm -hmm. are the old adventures um, Night of the Walking Dead, which is zombies. It's basically the archetypal zombie adventure. Okay. It's set in a small little uh, swamp domain called Saranya. And basically, you're just fighting zombies and trying to find out where the zombie lord lives and take him out. And there is a, a zombie lord who there's is a spawning. Zombie lord. Yeah, exactly. Them yeah. All come towards and of you. course, it lives in a sort of a giant graveyard necropolis. And wow. so that's where you have to go for your final showdown. But then there's another adventure called The Created, where you wake up as puppets in a toy store mm. and have to escape. And I've run versions of that as kind of one-off events myself for people who come to the office just to visit and whatnot. You do love a puppet show. I do love a good puppet show and nothing, nothing says screw you like waking up as a wooden puppet. Yeah. Lionette.
0: Right. You're the strings are on you. What exactly. You do? So
3: you're dealing with the mad toy maker motif and, and dealing with that kind of Gothic horror
0: with a lot of, you know, that you, you use that trope a lot in dice mm-hmm. camera action, for example, but then also yep. in, in uh curse of straw. Yep.
3: Yep. Yep. And, uh, So uh, the best of Ravenloft, I find, are these sort of short, iconic horror experiences. Yeah. And I think by the time somebody gets to the end of exploring one of these domains, they're pretty much done with gothic horror and want to move on to something else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there something that uh, an industrious dungeon master now could take um, some elements of more modern horror and adapt it into a new domain of dread?
3: Yeah, you could essentially, um, because the boundaries of the domain are flexible, entirely up to you, you can make it as big or small as you want. You just have to figure out what creature you want to take and do an adaptation of. Yeah. Um, for instance, a very simple one that was done in the past is the Headless Horseman. Right. Based on the Washington Irving, Washington Irving short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yes. The Headless Horseman is this b- demon uh, that rides a horse down lonely roads. You could basically take you know create some stats for that guy and just basically have the characters on a road mm. or outside a small little sleepy hamlet uh, that's being terrorized by this creature and then you know have a one night combat with this thing as it, you know you hear its hooves in the distance uh, one of the clever things so one of the products that they came out with in second edition that's probably worth checking out on PDF mm-hmm. uh, maybe on DMs guild if you're so inclined Is a product called, it was one of the first Ravenloft uh, accessories to come out called Dark Lords. And all it is is an anthology of several Dark Lords and then describes their domains in a very kind of broad strokes way, but often with like a map of the domain and a map of the villains or Dark Lords lair. So with the idea that a DM can just take one of these things, go off, flesh it out, and run it for their game. There's there's a little bit of work that you have to do to actually execute on them, but all the pieces are there. Right. You can take them as inspiration and yeah. plunk them into anything. Exactly. And, and the Headless Horseman one is one of particularly simple ones because it's mainly, you can drop them into any domain, anywhere, at any time. You just need basically a woods, a lonely road, and maybe a bridge.
0: <laughs> and the um, idea of a, a horse.
3: Yeah. And, and one, uh, yes. And w- there's actually a cool thing that always stood in my mind um, uh, when I ran it, which was this version of the Headless Horseman and... Uh, can animate the severed heads of his previous victims, and they basically just fly and tumble down the road ahead of him. Ooh. Sort of like a a, a grotesque harbinger of yeah. the doom yet to come. You're like, what are
0: all these rolling? Yes. Oh, no. They're oh, heads. Oh, no.
3: Yeah, they're heads. Yeah. Not
0: goods. <laughs> One of them is a puppet head, just, yep. just for fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's very cool. What about like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm no aficionado of horror, so I, I won't, I won't, but I mean, uh, even the more uh, broad strokes of things like uh, uh, the human centipede uh, kind of idea or something like that, or, or, uh, um, you know, uh, any uh, X-Files
3: episode, any X- right.
0: Or yeah. Or anything like that. Like you can, you know, an abominable snowman or, or any type of uh, mm-hmm. things like that. You can wrap up in one of these domains and, uh, or any, anything that horrifies you is something that, You'd be inspired as a dungeon master right. to to use this yeah, way,
3: exactly. You can, and it can. It usually starts with you know the characters arrive in some small village or settlement that's been beset or tyrannized by a great evil that presides over the land. So, in the case of the Abominable Snowman, you might be, you know, in a a, a sleepy mountain hamlet buried under the snow, and it, all the people gathered around the warm fires at night to tell the tale of the howls of this sinister creature and you could play it out almost like a hound of the baskervilles style oh, adventure if you like want to, to find out what or you it, yeah. can you can say you know there's there are you know sherpas who for large sums of money will lead you to where they think the creature is and you can confront it and maybe there's something about the creature maybe you maybe to escape its domain you need its blood or its still beating heart or god knows what but yeah and then it becomes a showdown between you and the behemoth on some ice precipice
0: you just mapped out the entire adventure right there. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People steal that. It's use it.
3: Right, and yeah. maybe maybe all you need map wise is a little map of the village and like a map of the ice cave where the characters you know have their physical encounter. It. Yeah, yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, I I think you know the, another th- thing that comes to mind is like the uh, uh, the saw movies how they have like a jigsaw type mm-hmm. you know. He's clownish, but doesn't necessarily have to be like someone who's got like a game that you've got to solve to get out and right. escape room type. Yes, thing.
3: there was um, a later product. I think it was called in, in second edition Rabeloff called the Book of Crypts. Mm. I think, and one of the stories, it was like an anthology of adventures basically, yeah. and I think one of the stories was you're trapped in a house with a um, with music playing and a bard, uh, sort of the ghost of a bard, and you have mm. to basically riddle your way out of the house by finding clues and things. Oh, neat. Um, So... uh,
0: Yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can incorporate uh, uh, Mm -hmm. things that are horrific into these one-shots, and now is the perfect time to do it.
3: Yes. You can also dig out... uh, There's been a whole passel of old Ravenloft adventures out there that you can basically pick up and adapt. Um, Curiously, one of my favorites back in the day was a dungeon adventure in issue 61 called Jigsaw. Oh. Um, It has nothing to do with the... Uh, the the later coming movies. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a Frankenstein story, basically, with right. a flesh golem. That's, that's created. And yeah. It, does it have sentience or not? Right. It does. And it's looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it's very gothic and well-told story. Oh, you know? That's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, important to note if you're going to do... I wrote like-
3: one myself, you know, back in the day. In you Old did? Adventure. One of the first adventures I ever got published as a freelancer was in issue 38 of Dungeon. It was called Horror's Harvest, and it was a, a riff on Invasion of the Body Snatchers Ooh. with pod people. Huh. Yeah. A, a comet crashes near a village, and suddenly um, people are being replaced by... Copies of themselves. Copies of themselves. Ooh, creepy. Yeah,
0: it's easy to do in D anD D with doppelgangers and things yeah. like that. And actually,
3: I think the adventure would be pretty easy to adapt.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, have you have you never adapted it for fifth edition yet?
3: No, no, no. All right.
0: Well, some enterprising dungeon master out there. Yeah. Find it issue yep. thirty eight. Once again, I love how you can just pull out like issue numbers. Drop it back. Yeah, when it
3: comes to Dungeon Magazine, I have you know I. It's it's got a warm fuzzy place in my heart. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, but I mean, one thing uh, ha, you know, just having all these horrific images, uh, I just you know always want to make sure that your uh, players are on board with that type of thing.
3: Yes, yes, and I you- think um, the the terror uh, is <laughs> is very real in these adventures, and so it does behoove you to make sure that your players are game for a gothic horror experience. Now, if you want something that's already been done for fifth edition, uh, there are a couple recommendations I can make. One. Um, one of my favorite ways, you know, if the players are on board is to basically wake up with nothing in Castle Ravenloft mm. and just have fun. Yeah. Get you out know. if you can. Right. Get out if you can. You don't have any weapons. You don't have any spell books. You probably don't have any clothes, but that's okay. <laughs> right. Just tear down that curtain, wrap it around yourself and just run screaming like a maniac for the nearest door.
0: And there's some organ music happening. And there's some
3: organ music happening. That's always fun. I think people have a good time with that. But there's also a starter adventure in Curse of Strahd called Death House. Mm-hmm. Which is which has been very popular. It's sort of your classic ghosts and haunted house adventure in Barovia. Yeah, uh, you can play it in one night, and uh, for starting characters, and I think it has all the right creeps and crawls. Feels like a Scooby Doo adventure. Right. Right. Exactly. Um,
0: but, uh, but yeah, again, make sure your, your, your players are yeah. on board, especially if it's going to be different or a one shot from your, from your normal campaign. Yeah. Uh, always a good idea to have, uh, the good thing is with domains symbionic. of dread,
3: it doesn't take anything really to get you into the story. You just say, you wake up, the mists have borne you to a strange domain and deal with it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's how a lot of great, uh, I mean, we mentioned a whole bunch of, uh, X-Files or, or Twilight Zone or other anthology series like that, where there's very little, need to buy in other than like here's your circumstances what you do yes right yeah yep. so it can be a fun uh exercise for a dungeon master as well yes absolutely uh all right excellent um i i think some people are going to be creeped out this halloween uh do you want to give any uh clues for what's going to happen with uh, dice camera action
3: oh um so uh this week we've got two dice camera action adventures we've got a regular game tomorrow on tuesday um, which is actually going to be a very Halloween-y themed. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah. Uh, leading into our big game at TwitchCon in full costume and regalia on stage, the glitch stage, uh, where um, the Waffle Crew will be joined by four sizzling guest stars, um, including Vivid Vivka, who's, who's chari- who, who we're going to see on Tuesday's game, ah, okay, she'll great. be returning for Sunday's game at TwitchCon, along with Felicia Day and Malik Forte and WWE superstar Xavier Woods, yes. Circle R. Circle R. <laughs> uh, they will be playing uh, characters at a, a costume party in Waterdeep, and the theme is everyone's invited, and that everyone includes some very bad people from the Waffle Cruise past.
0: Good, good preview. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I can't wait to see what your costume will, will look like.
3: I can't wait either. I'm, is. I'm very excited. It's going to be very fun. Yeah.
0: Uh, so check that out. It's going to be October 28th, 2.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time. It'll be on the main Twitch channel, but we'll be hosting it on uh, D&D. Twitch.tv slash D&D. Uh, Our, Our <laughs> D&D channel. <laughs> you know, where where the things happen. Twitch.tv slash D&D. That's it. Yeah. One of us saying it is probably better than... Two of us uh, getting into it at the same time. If people want to get spoilers from you on what's going to happen, uh, how can they get in touch with you?
3: I am on Twitter at ChrisPerkinsDND.
0: Excellent. And, of course, uh, you can pester him with all kinds of uh, domains of dread, Advice. Yes, yes, Yes. you got a plenty. I know you do. Yes,
3: as the Dark Lord of the Domain of Dread of West Seattle, I have some advice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you. We'll be back with some more lore you should know next
1: week. Now I'm really hungry.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's very hunger-fying. So uh, hungry, dude. We have entered a uh, domain of dread right about in these parts. Yeah. And uh, so it's a perfect way to uh, segue into leaving Seattle, oh. where there is lots of mist, to go to San Jose and talk about what's happening in TwitchCon. Okay. So let's bring in- What's happening? Blue Jay uh so welcome blue jay uh Hi blue jay. To, you're you're a seattleite now yes
4: i am i live here it's crazy it's been in a little over a year and i love it so much where did you come from um from the san francisco bay area oh, yeah I, was just there. I lived there my whole life north bay and then i started coming to seattle for conventions and i was like it's so pretty there's actually weather and then i moved here because i don't get to wear sweaters enough in san francisco area
0: it's true and yeah. it was sweater week last week
4: oh yeah it Did was you the celebrate? week to
0: turn into wearing sweaters
4: i have scarves and like thick socks i turned on my heaters it was great
0: crank it up, crank it up. I was like, up.
4: wow, it's cold. This is so wonderful. <laughs> now, then I turn on the heater so it's not cold anymore. Yeah. For a second I was like, this is so nice. And then I was like, never mind. And
0: then give it like two months. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> no, Now uh, it's,
4: no, it's too warm in here.
0: You're like, this is ridiculous. Why did I move here?
4: <laughs> it's been, I've, I've, I've experienced the gamut of Seattle weather, so I think that if it was going to drive me away, it would have already done that.
0: Is that like a, a North Bay way of saying gamut?
4: Did you just, I noticed that too. Gamut?
0: Gamut? Like it runs the gamut? That
4: is. Is it gamut? It might have been I, one of those words that I've only ever read and, <laughs> never, what? and never actually. That read. happens it's a lot not, in D D. If
1: it is yeah. gamut, it's not anymore. Gamut. I want to say it the way you say it. The gamut. What? Gamut. The gamut, gamut. I don't even know how I said it anymore. Gam- you're embarrassing gamut?
2: me. Well, no, we that's can great.
4: replay it.
0: That <laughs> happens so much in Dungeons and Dragons, where you're like, I've never actually said tensor's floating disc out loud before.
4: How do you say tensor? Tensor. Yeah. Tensor. Yeah. Who knows? For
0: me, it was Aragorn. Like reading Aragorn, I for years thought it was like. Aragorn or something. A lot of
4: people other. got it with Hermione. Yes. Oh yeah, that was a tough Hermione. One. <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> it's like what you did you see just, it written down? Did what, you say Aragorn? You, Aragorn?
1: Aragon? The yeah. dragon? It's like no.
0: It's the it, Lord Strider? of the Rings.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about it, what's no, I can't think of the real what the the dragon story. Aragorn. Thank you. Aragorn. Aragorn. What did you Aragorn. say? Oh, with the E. Yeah. because okay, I thought Aragorn. you were saying that and I'm like, oh, I don't think that's right.
0: I'd be getting it wrong my entire (laughs) life. That's all I know.
1: You were an English
0: major.
4: (laughs) I I mean, just read some Chaucer and then everything will be awful. And then you'll be like, what does it even matter how things are pronounced? It'll be different in 300 years.
0: (laughs) Right? It's all old English to Mm me.
4: Kids will make up new words anyway.
0: Yeah. Now there's all the new lingos. All those
4: children. Just kids. I'm sitting here very young. It's fine. Just kids these days. I'll be 30 soon, and then I'll be able to say kid these days more. Oh, my gosh. You're not 30 yet? like 12 years? No, like two. Well, one. My birthday soon. And then the next birthday. I'm 28. Yeah. So kids these days. Um, Thank you. I mean, it's weird because I've gotten to the point where there are people who are in my own, like, profession who are much, much younger than me, especially because there are so many relatively young people in streaming. Yeah. And I'll be, like, sitting there with someone who's, like, 20 years old and can't drink, and I'm like, wow. I feel old and weird. And it feels weird that, like, we're peers. There's no difference in between them and me because, like, streaming, it it doesn't really matter. Like, you can be... Really, really successful at twenty or at like forty, and right. there's not much difference. Yeah. So I'll be sitting there with someone who's my peer, and I'll be like, "Wait, you're twenty years old? Oh God. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how do I? How
0: do I adjust? You were
4: you were born like after the nineties happened. Like there are people who, who are, are adults eighteen now,
0: like in twenty eighteen, who, who were, were born, born in, in two thousand.
4: Yeah. I'm Which is crazy. That's blowing my mind. Yeah, right. No.
0: And you've been streaming for a, a really long four time, years. comparatively to yeah. a lot of these people. So you're like the elder stateswoman. I guess, like, I can show you all the tricks of the, the elder
2: trade. I can show you the world. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's awful. Don't do this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's it's great. I love it. It's just it's been four years, four and seeing years. how it's changed. It's it's a lot. Right. It's so different now. Yeah. Like people, like Ninja. It wasn't. It didn't happen like those that scale of broadcasters. He's scene. only
0: gotten famous in like the last year. Like, yeah, really.
4: it's so much is changing. Yeah, It's crazy. So
0: four years ago, that was around when the um, the, the Twitch Amazon deal happened. Right. So that was where
4: before f- that. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was probably right. They were probably still talking about it, but it wasn't announced mm. yet. Um, I'd- When I first started streaming, Twitch was not Amazon's little wee baby studio. <laughs> and now they're like Amazon's child. It's Jeff Bezos's like new newborn babe, yeah. Twitch. It's like, yeah, look, this is what the cool kids are doing. Look at Twitch. <laughs> look
2: at this look plucky startup.
4: Yeah, look at this. Yeah. so young. And plucky. I'm oh. like, <laughs> what is Twitch, like 10 years Old, something like that, which is relatively young for a company. So, but yeah, four years of that, I have also been there. Um, It's been crazy because I know I've kind of started from zero, like two viewers. Mm -hmm. I started from very, very small. And I know a lot of people have got. Gotten into it via, via other groups like D and D, so they start with an audience already developed, and it's really interesting to see how that differs in yeah. terms of experience. Starting with absolutely zero audience versus starting with like someone already like knows you, knows what you do, um, which is really cool that um, people can join in on on group projects like D and D shows. And they already have like that buffer of support, and then kind of be like, "This is kind of cool. I'm going to do more of
0: this." Oh, I didn't even think about that. So it's not—it's less of the like, "Hey, I'm just doing this on my own. Yeah, like, judge me." Exactly. It's more like, "Hey, I'm here with my buddies. You got to judge us because we'll <laughs> or, come at you." Like,
4: I'm here with my buddies, <laughs> one of which has experience already, right? And they already have like kind of an audience. Oh no, the taunted. it's haunted. I just it's got the that Dragon Heist. It's so good, isn't it? I looked at the f- like table of contents and spoilered myself. <laughs> <laughs> spoiled myself. Pl- spoiled? you are playing spoiled or spoiled. spoiled. Some because we're playing might dra- we're tra- so we're playing Dragon Heist on oh, yeah, yeah. on Fridays. The Roll Twenty percents Crew. Right. And I should never have opened it. I was it was a bad. I Adam got mad. <laughs> You're
0: like now you know you know everything uh, that's gonna happen. No,
4: only I only like I saw like spoiler alert. I saw the title of chapter three. <sighs> And I was like, okay, so I guess that's what happens in chapter three. So. <laughs> and then I immediately closed the book. That's good. You had restraint. I guess I can I can look at t- uh, Tomb of Annihilation now that we're done doing Tomb of Annihilation. I can go back and look at that.
0: See how much has differed.
4: But I can't look at Dragon Heist until we're done doing Dragon Heist, or else I'll just uh, I'll spoil myself. That makes sense. My jam will get mad at me. Uh.
0: <laughs> so right, you're playing on uh, Roll Twenty Presents. 20%. How's that been going so far?
4: It's great. I'm so excited. It's the the last two adventures we've done um, with the ones that you guys have just come out with have been so much fun in different ways because I started playing D and D with the Roll Twenty Presents crew. Like mm-hmm. I've been playing with that specific group minus Lauren for two years. Right. Um, that was the first time I played a role playing game was with those nerds two years ago.
0: That was your first time. My
4: first time. The wow. first time you played was live. Yes, live was the first time I ever played. Yeah, that's we gonna be playing, true for all of um, the
0: younger generations now. You're it, like, right? oh, we just started but... playing video games. I'll just turn on the camera.
4: Yep. I mean, it's so easy. Just have a camera and a computer that will run with the camera and a mic that doesn't make you want to tear your ears off and a stable internet <laughs> connection. It's really easy. <laughs> that's all you, know? you need. Like that's all you need.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. But um, so we played Adventurers League. Um, there was uh, I don't remember what I don't remember if I was ever told what the adventure was, but it was in Flan. Yeah, okay, um, and that was the first. My first character was uh, Saris, the wood elf druid. Um, it was so funny because I used talk with animals at every opportunity. Oh, yeah. Made nice. my GM and do all the animal voices. I flirted with the crane. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. Um Trains are sexy. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Wood elves are like, I'm the person. Do you know the Lord of the Rings? It's like you either are a dwarf person or an elf person. Oh, yeah. I'm an elf person. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've so always been an elf person. You're in a safe place because oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I think all of us are elf people Definitely. Deep down. Don't
4: tell Definitely. the dwarf I'm not, people.
0: Not even that deep <laughs> Don't down. tell them. D- don't wait. Nobody's listening or watching no right now. People, no dwarf people <laughs> listening.
4: Only elf people. Maybe some tieflings. It's fine.
0: You're all part of the same group. Yeah.
4: So um, I started that two years ago. And then um, we did uh, whatever that adventure in Flan was. And then we did White Plume Mountain. Mm which was horrifying.
0: That's not an easy one to jump into. It was really
4: hard. It was a totally different form of D&D because I'd started playing, like, play your character and do, like, acting things. And then um, White Plume Mountain is like, play D&D. Go from room be, to
0: room, kill the monsters, get the magic items. Yeah. yeah. And I was
4: like, uh, I'm not actually good at it. I just, I like it, but I'm not like the min maxer. you like, can I
0: speak with animals on that sword? Yeah.
4: I was like, I come at it from. <laughs> Where's a, that crane? I, <laughs> I come at it from like the acting background, yeah. the improv background, and not the like math background. Yeah. Where, I mean, I guess that's more Pathfinder. Thank God I'm not playing. Pathfinder. I would die. (laughs) I've heard bad things about how much math is involved. So D&D is really much nicer. When I
0: played (laughs) 3.5 I had to build a Excel spreadsheet to do the math for me and that made it so much more fun because there was a lot of inebriance involved. And I was like, I can't add
2: <laughs> just do, do these this.
0: two numbers together. <laughs> I'm <am laughs> so sorry.
4: <laughs> From what I have heard, I'm really glad that I didn't play 3.5. 5e is uh, much more beginner friendly. Yes. Yeah. I, um, At
0: least smaller numbers.
4: Yes. You know, it's a 20 plus something. Right. And I'm, you know, basic math. That was what, like first grade? I can remember some of it. Subtracting is hard. <laughs>
2: I noticed, okay,
4: that, none, that,
1: I noticed that none of
0: your majors uh were, were math or science. That or part min- of why physics.
1: I used to be better at math. I never was. Part of why I became a theater major is because there were no math classes required. That's really? Right. None. Yeah.
4: I took up to pre calc and then I
1: stopped.
0: That was about when I stopped too. Yeah. Instance, no. I, I can't get much farther.
4: When I was a kid, poor little nerd heart, I loved math so much that there was a chart in my math teacher's classroom that showed you the Professions that needed the most math, and research physicist was the one that needed the most math. And I was like, I'm going to be a research physicist. <gasps> oh. And then I got to college and I was like, I'm not going to be a research physicist. <laughs> I'm going to be a streamer. Yeah. Actually, I never actually like that, that wasn't a exist. job. That wasn't a thing. No, I wanted to. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to play an elf on the screen. I wanted oh, to be Legolas. Well, it's close. That was my dream. He was so, pretty much the coolest. Can we, because I really,
1: I am an old lady in real life. In real life. In real life. Um, so can we just go back to the beginning here? Like what it I means was born to be- on December seventh, nineteen in eighty nine. The that will live in infamy. Yeah, I was in high school. I was in high
0: school. Pearl <laughs> Pro- Harbor Day in Kensington. That's why. Yeah. Like I was no. born around
4: midnight, and my grandpa made sure that it was the seventh and not the eighth because he was like, "It's Pearl Harbor Day."
0: What? Why is that a good thing? Don't you, so wh- he
4: wouldn't forget. Oh, okay. Oh. I guess it's the day that will live in infamy. <laughs> it's true.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So sorry, the beginning of what I got distracted. your. like, how did you well, first of all, I'm assuming people know what it means to be a streamer.
2: Since we're streaming live since right we're now. streaming, yes. I would hope so.
1: Um, but so, how does one become a streamer?: Well,
4: I was working in a comic book store, and um, one of our regulars at the comic book store was a broadcaster. She was a streamer, and we got to be friends, and I was like, "What is this?" What is this thing that you do? And she was like, you want to come, like, see and hang out with me? Because we, like, hung out. And I was like, sure, yeah. So I went over and she was playing a scary game and I almost peed myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting a sense you don't like horror.
4: No. Oh, God, I'm a weenie. I think that other people like watching me play horror, do horror, watch horror, because I get really scared. And I think that they find that amusing. Um, But I also, like, can't act. Like, I can't do things, so I've tried playing Alien Isolation and I just hid in a closet. And I was like, "This is all I can do
0: here." <laughs> Tune in for three hours of, of...
4: Me just hiding in a closet, <laughs> and then you didn't go back. Anyway, yes. So um, she she was broadcasting, and she already had like a little bit of a community. She would play like Five Nights at Freddy's mm. and like scary oh, games, yeah. and I would just sit there and be like, "Oh my god," um, which was amusing um, because she could actually do it, and I was just like, just "Were you part you... of the stream at yeah. this point?" Like you were. Yeah, I would sit there with her, like some of the time when we hung out um, she would also be streaming Okay, Um, and it was really fun and when it wasn't scary um, she also played things that weren't scary and I could actually enjoy myself (laughs) (laughs) but it was really fun and it was really cool to have like people there like talking with you and cheering you on and there was a bit of the like theater kid in me that really enjoyed that and so I was like I wonder if my laptop can, can run a stream and so I tried it on my own at home and then like just the audience that knew me from her like some of them came over I had like two or three viewers when I first started and um I just I really enjoyed doing it and so I kept like doing my own stream I think the first few months from like November until I don't know March I only did like 12 streams what were you streaming uh don't starve don't starve together um and I did, there was a text adventure that I streamed because I couldn't stream that much because my PC wasn't great. I tried doing Battlefield 4 mm-hmm. a couple of times and it would like crash my <laughs> computer because it was, it was a little baby laptop. Um, and then in March, I started saving up to build a new computer because I was like, this is actually something oh, cool. that I like doing and I want to do more of. Um, so I built a new computer. You
1: built a new computer?
4: I built one, awesome. yeah. I bought the parts, I made the parts list, and I built a computer after, like, never having seen the insides of a computer before. Very impressive. Isn't it,
0: like, scarily, like, not as complicated as you think it's going to be?
4: I was afraid I was doing something terribly wrong. Oh, yes. And then we tried to turn it on, and it didn't turn on. And I was like, what's happening? And I realized I didn't connect the power supply to the motherboard. And so I was like, okay, Try did, it again. Try it again. It turned on. It was fine. Yes. I was like, huh. Ah. And then you spend like three hours doing software, which I still, the hardware is easy. The software is hard.
0: Oh, that part. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was just very much like, I can't
4: believe like you just plug it in you just into this area and
0: screw it in. And you're like, oh, this is actually way more simple than, than the standards that made it easier over time for yeah. sure.
4: Yeah. And of course, you don't have to build a computer. You no. can just buy one. But like that was part of the adventure for me was like learning what each part did and why I wanted it. And uh, kind of breaking apart like what do I need to run this game and also stream it Um, because the requirements for running a game are different than the requirements for running a game and also streaming it. Your processor has to be really good. So just learning all of that um, while I was getting into streaming and like what it took to stream like um, learning a good mic that wouldn't pick up like what the, uh, the rest of my household was saying because I was living at home at the time. Um, yeah,
0: that's always. A bit, I, I always tell people who are starting out that audio is king. Like if the yes. video, people will they will forgive uh, a subpar video image uh, if the audio is good.
4: Well, and also I uh, most of the time when I'm watching streams, I'm listening to them. Right and doing other stuff and i feel like people do that a lot too yeah multitasking so you could almost like not have a cam at first like and that that's another thing is like learning what the things i wanted to invest in and what things i would maybe not as mm-hmm. much like investing in getting a better mic than a camera because that was more important or actually when i first was streaming i got a little webcam the Logitech one and then I had a headset that had a mic oh okay it was horrible my first stream is still saved in my past broadcasts because nice. like it's like jumpy it's like a PowerPoint presentation I was playing Diablo 3 <laughs> Um, and it was just, like, me moving and then stopping and then moving because my computer wasn't that good.
0: It's nice as an artifact. Like, this is what it was yeah, like yeah. back then.
4: Yeah, streaming back, in back
1: the
0: when day. I, All yes. the way back in 2014.
4: <laughs> when I was still blonde back in the day. Um, Were you
0: always called Blue Jay back then? Yes.
4: Yeah, it's my initials are BJ. Uh. Um, so Blue Jay came from that. Um, before my hair was blue, my name oh, was blue.
1: Yeah. That's the opposite of how I thought it.
4: You thought my hair first <laughs> yep. and then the yeah, name. And then I was
1: like, oh, she can never dye her hair or
4: any other color. No, it was the name first. So oh. like I could dye my hair. I'm not going to, but I could. It works for you. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's been two years with the hair, four years with the name on Twitch and like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years with the name just like on other forums and stuff. Yeah, but so streaming, um, I, I just, I built the computer and I was like, okay, now I'll do it regularly, get a schedule going. I had two other jobs, two other jobs at the same time. Um, and at a certain point, I, I was working at the comic book store and I was working for, um, for my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, hey, like you're doing pretty well. Um, you would I know you would probably like to have more time to devote to this thing. Aww. Um, she's great. I love support. I love my parents. mother. Um and she said like if you need to come back, like you can have your job back. Um like a little um a little safety net.
2: Nice. So
4: uh, I went full time with the knowledge that if I needed to, if it didn't work out, I could still like have a job that would support me. Um, right. which is really lucky because not, not everyone has that. Like their boss is just like, yeah, sure. Like you could go take off a couple of months and if it doesn't work out, just come back.
0: I'm sure if you told them you're like, I'm going to do it to be uh, a YouTube star be, or I'm a streamer. they yeah, will <laughs> right. be like, uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay.
4: Okay. <laughs> I'll see you never. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: so what uh you know so it was uh, sometime after that when he started doing d and d streams, but what do you think about like you're starting up that people who might want to start up a d and d stream what could they glean from 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 your experience?
4: um I would say that one of the big things is is probably that networking and knowing people and supporting other people is really important Mm. Um, because the way that I grew from like nothing to where I am now is by being a fan of other people. Um, I feel that a lot of people try and start broadcasting with like blinders on like I'm just going to do my stuff and I'm going to focus really hard on me and I am not going to really look outside of that. And I've always found it to be really important to be like, if I'm not going to support other people, what reason do they have to support me? Yeah. Um, if I'm not looking around at what other people are doing and like actually engaging with that, then one, like, I don't know what kind of content is out there, so I don't know what kind of content is in demand or what kind of content that maybe isn't present. Um, two, D and D and and like role playing broadcasts in general are a really like multiplayer thing, you know you can, you can do role playing something by yourself. Probably, <laughs> if you wanted I, to just like campaign prep forever,
0: right? Or I'm going to be performing these monologues from Diablo Three.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you could try and do like a role playing a and stream by yourself, um, but you it's it, you can't. Like it, realistically, you can't. So. You have to know people. You have to know people enough that they would want to spend that time with you. Because one of the big things about uh, tabletop shows is the recurring narrative. Like every single week on Fridays, you can come and see what new thing is happening. Yeah. There are like one shots, but I don't think you can make a channel on that. You know, so
0: having the the, the continuity of it, making it feel like it's a, uh, you know, I think I just used this analogy over the weekend, but it's kind of like a Game of Thrones meets a radio show. Like, you have to have that kind of regularity while having the freedom to, you know, talk and improvise and just be, you know, a normal person. But people come back because they want to know
4: what's going to happen. What's going to happen next? They they grow attached to the people. And part of that is the people caring about and being attached to each other and finding that kind of like group. Like, part of it is like, hey, like, I met X broadcaster at this convention and I talked to them about something and D&D came up and I was like, you know what? I know this person. They already have an audience. They're interested in playing a game. I play that game. Um, I might as well ask them if they want to play it with me on my channel. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the big things is like... You can throw out that offer as much as you want. Um, you can be like, hey, person I've never talked to before in my life, do you want to play this game with me? And chances are the, que- the answer is going to be no, unless you have that first part. Yeah. Like, I actually have supported and invested in your community, your career. I am a fan of you. And like, you know that yeah. because I've been there for like two years. And that kind of like networking isn't something that you can manufacture. Um, you really, like, it has to be genuine, for you sure. know, right? like I can go up to someone who is a bigger broadcaster than me, who like maybe has no good reason to like, I'm not going to benefit them with my channel. Like I have like a hundred viewers and they have 2000, like it's not a business decision for them to work with me. It is for me to work with them, <laughs> yeah. but what will sell them on, on joining me and being in, a, like, a D&D campaign with me is the fact that, like, maybe my 100-person viewership channel isn't that big, but I've also been, like, in their chat and active in it for two years. And they know that I'm asking because I want to play with them. Um, I also think that it would be a good business decision, and I don't think there's a lot of separating that. But, like, it all comes down to that, like, connection that you get, that genuine, like, I support what you do. You've seen it. You know it. And I feel like in the tabletop community especially, like, yeah. that's super important. Like, you sure. can't come into this and be like, I'm not going to watch or support anyone else's show and expect them to watch and support yours.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've seen that to kind of uh, happen in the, on the D&D channel all the time where, you know, people that I've noticed uh, uh, showing up on the, in the chat, I'm like, oh, let's, let's work with them more. You know, they – uh, uh, yeah there, I mean there's countless examples but one of them one of the best ones I think is uh, Lauren uh, Urban for Oboe Crazy yeah. she was just in the chat all the time and I'm like alright we want to be like,
2: I see her inter- everywhere integrate yep. be a
0: part of it now and, and uh, help us moderate and be that voice of, of what's happening in the community and that wouldn't have happened if she wasn't like hey I'm here
2: exactly yeah.
0: like
4: you're present and you're a fan of the thing and people people notice that right. they notice that you genuinely give a shit about what's happening
0: yeah so D&D streamers go into different communities watching yeah. other stuff of saying on other people's streams
1: yeah too? I've would been working of-
4: I've been working really hard at that too at like hey Chris Perkins I, <laughs> hi how are you yeah it would be great if and just like doing that like, did that
0: work I don't yeah.
4: not yet <laughs> Chris hit me up yeah no okay. we
0: have to we're gonna have to ambush him <laughs> okay. uh, later uh, but TwitchCon is coming up yeah uh, this weekend pretty exciting
4: it's so exciting I'm a little nervous. Because of what I'm doing at TwitchCon, what are are we allowed to talk about? What you're doing? It's been announced. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, playing. Shelley always
0: asks permission. Well,
4: good. I'm scared of Greg. I've seen it on Twitter, (laughs) so I'm assuming it's okay to say it. It's true. It it exists Um, in the world. (laughs) I'm gonna be a player in a game with Jeremy Crawford as a GM. Awesome. And like he's like you look at his Twitter, and he is like the fourth major rule book of D and (laughs) D. His Twitter is totally that. His Twitter is yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what if I screw something up horribly? And he looks at me and he's like, that's not how that works.
0: Not but at he all. He
1: is the perfect. You, in the most <laughs> articulate way.
0: Exactly. You'll feel like you're back in uh, 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 college. Uh, with. The is, uh, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. That's not the, how
4: the quadratic or formula he'll say,
1: works. Or <laughs> he'll say, you know what? That's not the rule. But, but it should but be. be. Oh. And then he'll quietly go,
0: and, and change the rules. And then just just changes, right no,
4: yeah. no, automatically. No. Exactly.
2: Uh, <laughs> so just
4: tweet something like this is how this is now, yes. and then you know everyone at home like prints out their copy of Jeremy Crawford's Twitter, yep. and they it's like
1: just staple just it together. Evolving.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he's doing. Uh, uh, he's a fantastic dungeon master. I don't I'm think so a lot of people have been able to uh, see him dungeon master yet. So I'm excited uh, for 10 a.m. Pacific time on Friday. On Friday. Yeah. Uh, Who else
4: is in this game? Um, Brandon Stennis he's uh, I am Brandon Uh, he's in the game Um, I know other people are also in the game because they've been emailing me um, so are these people
1: that you haven't met or played? Brandon,
4: with Brandon, I have. Okay. I've met and um, I haven't played D anD D with Brandon, but I've played games with Brandon. He um, is a broadcaster that I've known for a while. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Benjamin Looms. Yeah, so oh. he
0: is the composer and founder Sirenscape. of Sirenscape. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sirenscape. Wait, I, think you I guys say are Sirenscape. Saying, like
1: weird word. You're freaking me out. <laughs> okay. So how <laughs> is it, how is Siren or Siren?
0: I've always said Sirenscape. Si-
4: Siren would be S-I. Why, right? I always thought the Y would be like ear, and it's, yeah. I always thought it was just like a. We'll have to now ask I'm trying spelling. to remember
0: if ben, when he was here in the office, we had him on. Did they They said, siren. said Sirenscape. Yeah, because I feel like they would have corrected me when I said Sirenscape over and over again.
4: I'll ask him. I'll be like, hey, so Greg thinks that it's pronounced.
0: (laughs) And he's like, I was too nice. I didn't want to. I didn't want to
4: correct him." Us Australians are known
0: for being nice. Over
4: and over. Uh,
0: So he'll be actually performing live, uh, giving some background uh, music. While
4: he's playing? While
0: he's playing. He's got a bard costume. He's very excited to show you. That makes sense
4: sense for him to be a bard. Exactly. Are you
1: going to be in a costume?
4: No, I told you I'm really bad at crafting. Yeah? I want to be better. I just want to basically like shove money at someone and be like, make me something beautiful. There's people who can do that. Can you make me something very pretty. I'm just gonna like go on Amazon and That's get a black cloak, and then be like, I'm a rogue. <laughs> just deal with it. <laughs> so like, this is what rogues wear like just black cloaks, yep. and not, like, it doesn't matter what's underneath because no one ever sees it. You're a shadow. You're the night. May even That's be true. able to wear that, that again. Yeah, it's black. Very black cloaks are extremely versatile. Totally. Black is in, especially here in Seattle. Yes.
0: Right, Shelley. Yes. Black is in. Yeah. <laughs> You're blending right in with all the.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I always try not to wear black on Mondays. Forgot. Forgot. I mean, it's October, so
2: yeah. You know, black is, and I
1: am a witch, so there you go. It was extremely After foggy this morning. I went to um, Salem, Massachusetts earlier. I've been earlier today. Dauphin. Yeah. So I'm a just stick. Got some witches brew. <laughs> You can get you can go really fast when you're a witch.
4: I I gotta like sign up for that. Where's the like blood ledger? Oh, I can get that for you. Like, okay, (laughs) you can be part of my coven. Awesome. So, Uh, so also joining that game is
0: Mika Burton, who I'm really excited to meet. I haven't met her. Speaking uh, of her, I think she has
4: the like uh, broom of flying. As yeah, I think she actually is a witch. What for
0: this character for her game? She has a broom of flying. Yeah, that should be. Spoiler alert! I'm so sorry,
4: (laughs) Mika. Don't hate me.
0: Have you met Mika before? No.
4: I haven't either, so I'm very excited. So her first experience with me is that I spoiled part of her. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm so sorry. Uh, she was in Destiny and Doom here on the channel, actually Dungeon Mastered by Lauren Urban uh, uh, oh, last nice. year. Oh, cool. Yeah, but they there was a you know a Skype-in show, so they, I don't think uh, she's ever been to the office before, so I'm excited to meet her. And then James Wyatt is, is the oh, final stop member. Oh, Yeah, who has played with Jeremy a bunch of times in their home game.
1: Seriously? Uh, yeah. James is going to be there?
0: James is going to be there.
1: That's
4: awesome. Yeah. So I get to meet this cool person. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. You'll love him. I don't know anything more than his name is James. Um, it's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Right? Uh, he I mean, used right.
0: to be on the D and D team. Wrote tons of uh, uh, material in the 3.5 uh, era. So okay oh, that you missed good. it. Good. Uh, but he's been on a Magic team, and so he was instrumental in making uh, the Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica book.
4: That's awesome. I just uh, so one of the things when I was a wee baby nerd, I was like, you know, I'm a little nerdy, but I will never cross this one line, and that line is playing magic. Um, you're extra nerdy if you play magic, except for like, I almost
0: you, just spit my coffee.
4: <laughs> I mean, that's the line. <laughs> no, it's like you either are a wow subscriber or you play magic. And that's, those are the lines. What if you're both? I, I mean, then you're really nerdy
0: and you play D and D and you host a D and D podcast. Then
2: you're really Then your name is Greg too. No. No. It's me no, but
4: Magic the Gathering Arena just came out and it's so good. Uh, Adam's been playing it. And I was like, this is this art's really pretty, and it doesn't look too complicated. I started playing, like, two days ago. You're in. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. You
0: crossed the Rubicon there. You're, like, full I'm nerd. I'm a big nerd. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Before
4: I was nerd, like, lowercase n, and now the n is capital. Break down those barriers. Pretty soon the e will also be capital. <laughs> we'll just, play like, like, northeast... <laughs> no, I'll yeah. move to Boston. I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: Northeastern. I
0: don't know. I I make dumb jokes. Uh, so, <laughs> have you been to TwitchCon before?
4: Yeah, I've been to every TwitchCon.
0: I have never been to a TwitchCon. So, tell me all yeah, the things I you need to really know.
4: Expect here. I'm um, not going, but there are a bunch of nerds. <laughs> I'm still supporting you and your. Class.
0: Thank
1: you. Thank you for that. What can, What can we expect from
4: Greg? Um, one of the coolest things about TwitchCon, um, as opposed to other conventions that I'm sure you've been to, one of them. There's many in Seattle. Yes. Um, is that there are so many. Fans of broadcasters there, as opposed to just fans of video games. Oh, um, or fans of D and D shows. So like um, a
0: VidCon type of thing, where it's like everybody's just there. There, the I, I
4: find that people go to TwitchCon more to see the people mm. than they do to see the games. Oh, okay. In cool. my experience, um, obviously, like because it's such a young convention, it's changing every year. Like there's a lot of D and D content um, at on like on the TwitchCon um, roster yeah. that wasn't there in the last two years which I'm really excited about um, because Tabletop is like, I love it. And the bigger it gets, the happier I am.
2: Nice.
4: Um, I would say that I've been hearing from a lot more um, video game uh, publishers. Then I have at past Twitch cons. They were mm. kind of like testing out the waters to see whether or not it was a good thing to do. And I think everyone's been like, "Yeah, let's do this thing. Let's get on board with Twitch Con." Um, there.
0: That's interesting.
4: Yeah, it's well because it's you never know when something new comes along. It's like, is this going to work out? Is this not going to work out? Like we've already marketed our convention. We've already like allocated our convention budget. Yeah. So uh,
0: I've heard that a lot. As someone who Tried to do a small convention in the nerddom. I hear that yeah. a lot, especially from people who are Wizards.
4: <laughs> don't point. Why why? Because it at her? was Shelly. She was one
0: of my back when I was trying to do a small convention in North Carolina. I was like, Hey, can was, we get? I don't know, s- oh, I It that. was just silly. Uh, but now you're here. But now I'm here, and I can be like, no, sorry, we allocated our budget. Already.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now do you believe me?
0: <laughs> I do.
4: There's actually, yeah. So I feel like well, three years. I think three years in. Is it three years? TwitchCon
0: for TwitchCon? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah,
4: I think three years. I think I've been to two before this. Okay, Just time it passes. Um, <laughs> We're bad it's at Weird, that. like that. Yeah, uh, I would say that it's probably gonna get more like PAXes. Um, with like video game publishers and larger companies like that. But I would say that I would hope that it still sa- stays like broadcaster and community focused, like I've seen in the past. I love the panels at TwitchCon um, more than panels at any other convention I've been to because I feel like being in the career I'm in, there's so much valuable stuff to glean from oh, those right. people. Um so I it's know. like a
0: trade show like for you.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, every single
1: panel is like something I want to learn. Feels like it's like I I don't know anything about Twitch it's kind of other than what I'm learning from you guys going to it, but I, I thought it was like I didn't like are you talking like video game publishers might exhibit there, like have a booth there? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. That, that happens? Yeah. Because I always just pictured it like For the people by the people. The people who are on Twitch and like with the panels and Mm -hmm. watching the games and stuff. It's a really big part of it but also
4: video games are a really big part of Twitch. Yeah. We wouldn't, the site wouldn't be the same if there wasn't that connection, the video gaming, tabletop gaming, and the community that builds up around um, the games that people play. And so I feel like I've at least gotten emails from several different publishers that are like, we're going to be at TwitchCon, come see our game. Because they want you
1: to just yeah.
4: Yeah, exactly. Cool. It's it's a, it's a good opportunity to get like a preview of a thing. Yeah. Um to like talk one on one with people who are actually there. It's always so different to like get a cold email and to have someone come up to you. Yeah. Even if you've as much experience with either person, like I'm much more likely to be receptive when someone's like, "Hey, in person." Like this game right here that we have art for that you can see. Um, is really cool, and I, I'd like to talk to you about it, versus, like, here, open this attachment on this email to see the art for our game. I'm just like, hmm, delete. <laughs> 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 it, it happens. Good to know.
1: But like, Communications manager. Good to know.
4: In person. It's so much easier to reach out to people. Yeah. It's well, so much easier about to form connections. Even
0: just when you're talking about other D&D uh, community members reaching out to each other, that yeah. way. it's the same is true... Uh, and the networking abilities at, t- at places like TwitchCon and Pax are, are are built for not just streamers to get to know each other, although that's like a big part of it. It's uh, how do you interact with, you know, the the business part
2: of it?
4: Exactly. And I feel like I've been I've been pretty lucky in that I'm really good at doing that. Not that many people are. There's a big portion of the video gaming audience that grew up playing video games because of like a social anxiety or, like, ch- just it's easier to talk to people when there's that separation through voice comms. Yeah. Um, I did theater. So, like, I have a ability to talk to people that um, really helped me out, I think, in in growing my, like, business and, like, my, my audience and just yeah. being like, hey, like – out of nowhere, I don't know you at all. L- let me just email Greg and be like, hey, Greg. <laughs> so you don't know me, but I'm, I want to be on your show. Well,
0: And there is, like, uh, it's, I wouldn't necessarily call myself an extrovert, but there is that, like, a bit of, like, oh, right, you just have to it get helps. past the barrier of, oh, I don't want to bother someone. You're like, well, alright. Then you're like, I'm not bothering someone. I'm just talking to them. Right. You know? Uh, but I'm that type of person who will talk to people all day at a, at a convention like that, and then I can't go to any social events after that You're really done. yeah i'm like my brain has to check out because it's very hard to do that for 24 hours let alone eight i mean hours. it's
4: definitely changed for me over the years like my ability to just be like hey you don't know me but i'm just gonna talk to you right versus now i'm like well these are my friends so i'm gonna hang out with them because i don't get to see them that often and like sometimes i'll be like oh new person like hey what's up i don't right. know you but you can
0: turn it on for a little bit and
4: yeah yeah yeah. But most of the time now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, but I just want to geek out with my friends <laughs> that I like. And it gets kind of hard. I can understand like someone coming into it brand new, trying to make those relationships mm-hmm. and, and being like confronted with like, hey, here's a bunch of people that obviously like are really engaged with trying to spend time together that they don't ordinarily get to spend together. And like, I feel like I'm intruding on them. That. That's hard. It can be hard because conventions—it's a lot of people traveling. So a lot of the time, yeah, like these are people who are like really getting to spend the only time they get to spend together um in person and it can be hard to be like i'm trying to make friends but also i don't want to mess with your like vibe that you got going on there
0: it's a real big tightrope to to Mm -hmm. kind of to kind of walk yeah
4: which i think like the same thing like you were saying um doing the like let's see if i can like network like during the convention when it's work time yeah and then after we're being like all right, now it's chill time. It's social
0: time now. Now,
4: now I'm just going to, like, hang out with the people I know. Um, I know that there are a lot of broadcaster communities who, like, the fans of a broadcaster, because they all have that, like, connecting thing, will hang out together.
0: Right, like a meetup or something
4: yeah, like that. Yeah, without the broadcaster even present, though. Like, um, Ammunition, her uh, community is really good at that. Yeah, um, I played Secret Hitler with them. Oh, cool. They're, they, they do a lot of fun stuff. And just, like... Being able to get it, take advantage of the fact that there are all these people that are all interested in the same things as you are in the same place yeah. at the same time, which doesn't happen super often. That's what conventions are about is like, here are all these people that I know are interested in the same same things as me because they're all here. And finding the ones that, like, you can be like, oh, my gosh, you watched that d d show. I also watched that D&D show. Do you want to talk about that d d show? I never get to talk to anybody in my real life about, you know. <laughs> in my real life, it's What just Strix is doing with nerds. D.S.
0: and all that. Yeah, right. What it's is Strix doing with
4: There's a lot nobody of shipping. Knows, yeah. man. I don't know. They, is- I heard that Chris brought on uh, H- Hadil to play, like, a therapist yeah. or something. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the best thing
2: I've
0: ever heard. <laughs> Talk them through it. Talk them through it. It's the only way. An
4: actual in-game, in-character thing. It's so good. I know. Oh, my God. And
0: I can't wait for the uh, uh, Dice Camera Action Live show at Twitch on the main stage.
4: Holly showed me her costume. (gasps) Is it going to be good? It's going to be beautiful. Nice. I'm very excited. She said, I have a couple more things to do, and I'm just like, but it already looks so good. Because they said they're doing like a ball outfit yeah right because is... I don't I don't follow I don't have enough time to follow the actual plot line but I guess they're they've all been like dressing up and going to a ball oh, or something fancy. yeah
2: that's and what's... so
4: I'm so excited yeah in
1: Holly unlike us.
4: She is crafty. She is very good at crafty. I told yeah. her that we need to go shopping. I told her you need to go shopping. I'm like, Holly, show me where you Take get all your Michaels. witch stuff.
0: <laughs> she makes it all. She finds she's the trash so and puts it together.
4: It's like it, So I'm gonna get the assistance of a true and actual I mean, you you it's just witchy stuff. Oh yeah. It's October.
2: I'm not like a
1: craft witch though. I'm like, you know, you're just like, like a
2: magic a, like witch.
1: A, yeah. Okay. Magic witch. Like a cauldron stirring. <laughs> Do you have a cauldron? Witch. Oh yeah. Obviously. Totally. Who We're doesn't? Always, I mean, she's you always don't. stirring
0: the pot. <laughs> you have
1: to. That eye in Newt's not going to dissolve itself.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, the Waffle Crew is going to a party at yeah. 2.30 uh, p.m. on Sunday, October I 28th. I will
1: be there.
4: Nice. I want to watch. I want to see all their costumes. Anna's, I'm sure, will also be great. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's also very crafty. I'm so jealous.
0: They've got crazy guests, too. They've got uh, uh, WWE superstar Xavier Woods, I have WWE to say. WWE superstar say it. it's TM. I'm so excited uh, <laughs> uh, to meet him. Felicia Day, uh, Malik oh, Forte, Vivid Vivica. We have four guests. I think I don't think they've like, ever had four guests. Are they all going to be
4: dressed in ball gowns? All dressed oh in costumes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm
0: going to tell you, the props for this are uh, exquisite. Who's
4: doing all that? I love ball I, gowns. I
0: don't. I don't want to say. Someone
4: that. has to have an yeah. actual ball. Can what, someone I, have a real yes. ball? I would go to that. I would go to there. Those, I feel
0: like those happen in L.A. all the time. Can we and then do every once for while, the next
4: stream? I okay, but team, Seattle like, so Phoenix like, oh,
0: I was just at these parties. And I'm like,
4: what? How did that happen? Maybe that's just know. what they call parties in L.A.
0: Yes, right. A ball.
4: Just so. every time. It was like three of us in my living room. <laughs> it was a ball. In Seattle, it's just ball like, ball we're going to listen to,
0: to Soundgarden with some flannels and sipping some coffee from our 20-ounce D&D mugs.
4: Yeah, let me just, like, in Seattle, like, you light some black candles and watch The crack. <laughs> <And> you're, like, <laughs> you're like Holly it's a
2: ball this
0: is how you get your ideas Holly isn't it I know it <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah no but I, I definitely um, I was so jealous that I missed the stream of many eyes oh, I know because me it looked too. so cool we had a lot of
0: fun we wanted to basically just make uh, what would it be like
4: if I you walked into the streets in of Waterdeep Water yeah. yeah I just um, we just jinxed a little bit there. We did so you bit. owe me a coke I now. owe you some coffee um, cheers cheers it's water I have water <laughs> they gave me this beautiful mug and they filled it with water gotta stay so hydrated it's very important <laughs> true
0: for me I just need the coffee to, to stay up as fast as I can yeah great, talk as fast as I Greg can.
4: Tito has to like get those interjections in really quick <laughs> So the coffee is super important. It's true. No.
0: Yeah, I know. I wish you could have been there. It would have been tons of fun. Next one. Next one.
4: Next one. Can you not do it in L.A.? Seattle's so beautiful and nice. I know. And I live here.
1: <laughs> it would be way more convenient. For Look you two. Yep. Look at that. Yeah, nodding. That's,
0: that's judgy face right there. You're like, hmm.
1: Judgy yeah. witch face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the
4: judgy witch. See, that lasts longer than October. Yes. Yes.
0: That's right. Palms putting a, a, a face on your face as we speak, no, I'm sure. No, word
1: has it that the studio is haunted. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you that because I know you're scared of things.
0: It's not uh, 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 Eden.
1: My my coven yes. coming to get me? Eden.
0: Ingrid, perhaps? I like Eden. Yeah.
1: Eden's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's no Janet. I mean, see what but. we have to do is we
2: have
4: <laughs> <laughs> we have to get a what is it called a Ouija board?
0: Yeah, bro uh, like, makes that, so we're good. Is to that go. true? Yeah, yeah that's I right.
4: Was, like I was like nerpsing and I didn't even know it. Yeah, I are like the,
0: the, the, the no, good synergies. product
4: placement. I, I didn't know, but like it's like it's required it's of all this, of our guests. This like instinctively like when you have a spirit. You, like, have to get the, like, thing out and put your hands on it. Did you ever
1: use a Ouija board?
4: Um, I feel like once, and there was a lot of giggling... And, like, did you do that? No, you did that. You moved it. No, I didn't. I swear I didn't move it. You did. Like, that was, yeah. yeah there's a lot I, of that. I feel like if your teenagerhood did not include at one point, like, manipulate, n- manipulating the Ouija I board never so that it's spelled it. out. You didn't? Never. Well, but you're I a didn't witch. I, didn't,
1: I Yeah, I guess I didn't
0: have So to. the spirits were moving through you.
4: Just like, this is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a large latte? <laughs> I'm not manipulating it. What are you talking about? They didn't even have not lattes back then
0: no, when you were a
2: kid.
4: No. I mean, they still they didn't have lattes when I was a kid. <laughs> back before the Ethiopian shepherd
2: <laughs> saw his goat. Discovered.
4: Discovered coffee. I was actually go- Googling that the other day. Like, how did coffee get discovered? Some, like, myth about a guy and his goats. Yeah. We yeah.
0: uh, uh, I, I did a short film called The Barista that was like <laughs> the barista as like a short, as a uh, like superhero kind of. He was like, I can I have the perfect did you, coffee for you.
1: Did you really do that? We really did that. We're uh, and no uh, uh, we, in Seattle? No, we
0: shot it in Brooklyn in oh. 2004, I think. <laughs>
1: can you
4: can you put this up on your social oh, media? Oh, it's around somewhere. Is it out
0: there? Uh, yeah, I actually, I, don't know. I should get uh, it up there on the YouTube oh at my some God, point. Please. Um, but we did all this research about where did coffee come from, where and we did like, come and from? then we actually had it was he uh, called D comes to. The guide gives him, like, some sage advice, you know, by the end of it. Uh Yeah.
4: Beautiful. But that's how I know. So that's how you knew that you were supposed to be in Seattle.
0: Exactly. Yes. Which I didn't even know there was, like, this crazy coffee culture here until I started coming for, for packs. I think like,
4: it's something about the weather. Yeah. I would say, like, warm, delicious beverages on a cool, rainy afternoon. It just fits.
0: And then the lo- I thought it was like the logging community too is that there would be they drive really far
4: so they get tired
0: so they get tired so and they so need they would coffee. be that's why there's all those stands on the side of the road is because I've they could just those. drive up and get the stand.
4: There's one so I drive to Vancouver fairly often. Oh right. Um and there's a bunch of those. And one of them is called, like, Foxy Lady. Oh, yeah. So you got to be careful. And they sell, like, a, <laughs> like, a, like a Red Bull slush. Ooh. Oh, it's that. I didn't, like, I won't even get it. But, like, those signs at the coffee things. Oh Were enough
0: God. to get you hyper. You're yeah, I was, under, you're... Like, I was
4: like, I see that, and I'm having a heart attack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do they still have the bikini barista ones? I don't know. Probably. I've Were you that. the one that actually went to, to one them. with your kids? No. Oh, I it? think
4: they do have those. I Oops. think that's a thing.
0: I've seen the sign. I've never actually been Which to one of them. Which is weird
4: because you'd think that would be more of an L.A. thing. Right. Because it's hot down there. Right. But no. Up in the like frozen wilderness. Frozen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm from California. Frozen wilderness. <laughs> it's like at <laughs> least 53 degrees. <laughs> it's true. In the wilderness. Yeah. Bikini braces. I yeah. guess
0: Anna and Elsa. They're just there. But...
4: <laughs> <laughs> what was the the other guy who had the hot spring? Like the hot spring guy in Frozen.
0: Oh also? right the uh, the Swedish guy. That the... guy. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. He's no. also Sven. there. Sven. No, no Sven's
4: the, the, reindeer. The, the, the reindeer. Sven is the reindeer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: it's like the other guy. The other guy. I don't yeah. know what his
4: name is, but he's also there. Selling coffee That's in true. a bikini.
2: <laughs> 100%. I'd be all in. I'd be own. all in.
4: This is what, like, I'm getting fought. This is my next D&D game that I run. There's going to be a b- bikini barista stop on the way from, like, I don't know, Waterdeep to wherever else there is. Wherever the next story is. Yeah. You
0: never know. Uh, so uh, what's the character that you're playing in, in uh, the Waterdeep story?
4: Oh, goodness. Um, her name is Makaria Rada. Um, she is a half-elf uh, grave cleric of Merkle.
2: Ah.
4: Um she's really goth. She's a goth teenager.
0: Is it Merkel the God of Death?
4: Yes, he was before Kellanvor. Right. Um I was looking up because my last character also a cleric. I have a thing for clerics. I love clerics. Oh, clerics true. and elves. Um, more yeah. clerics. Uh, my last character was a lawful good tempest cleric. Mm. And I was like he's such a good boy. Um, I loved him so much, but I want to play someone who's like on the other side of the necromantic cleric, because um, he was very much like, no, dead, stay dead, and I wanted to be like, what about if I make an undead army? What about that? So I looked for Forgotten Realms gods who were into undead armies, and Merkel is definitely into undead, ar- undead armies, so um, I also rolled my stats, which was a horrible idea. I got four eights. Oh. And I got four eights and two fifteens. That was my rolled stats. That's
0: so strange. Yeah. yeah. It was
4: like, that would be good as a hand of poker. Not so much in D&D. It's a boat. Um, so before I named her, I was just like, she'll probably die in like episode two and I don't even care. And then I named her and I was like, I love her, my precious baby. And you
0: will never take her away from me.
4: And you can't have her. <laughs> as soon as you put a name on it, then it's like, ugh. Like, yeah. I need it. So, like, what was I, your name again? Makaria Radha.
0: Makaria Radha.
4: Yes, I did some Googling for like gods of death. Oh. <laughs> and smashed
0: them all together. I
4: smashed them together into a cool name. It
1: is a cool name. Thank you. Does I, she like, wear
0: black?
4: Yes, all black, everything every day. Nice. She's a very. You can reuse
1: your black cloak.
4: Yes, just a black cloak. Um, she is very young. She is very drunk all the time. Oh, because I recently started taking antidepressants, so I can't drink. So you're conch- So oh. my character, my character is like drunk constantly. It's how I get out my woes. I could make that, that You know, character. Yes. So one of Shelley's
0: recent character was uh, a drunky two shoes.
4: Dr- was that the name? Your no. actual name?
1: Yeah. She was a tabaxi. <laughs> she had a brother named Daryl. It's true. There's a lot of tension in the studio. I
0: was, we were littermates. <laughs> in, oh, we the, were littermates. The and <laughs> littermates.
1: Of and then we started a new game, and I decided to bring back Drunky. <laughs> Hello, and he was not Daryl. <gasps> That's true. He chose something different.
0: Daryl perished. We believe. Maybe in, in uh, Makaria
1: killed him in a bar.
0: Yes. Oh,
4: don't. <laughs> Drunky really thinks he's still out there. No, he's totally dead. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> he might come back.
4: Maybe yeah, come back from the dead. Dead. from the
0: dead. Yeah, yeah, he's got nine <laughs> lives. This might be his tenth life.
4: All I learned in the main dead at fifth level, so something to shoot for. that will be fine. Oh, yeah. That's honestly my main goal with this character: get to fifth level, have undead servants all the time. That's nice. all I That's want. Cool. That's all I want.
2: Like, do because, the dishes.
4: Like I don't know. I feel like many D and D clerics are all about like you have all these necromantic spells, but you're supposed to be like helping people. I mean, I'm sure there's like evil campaigns but i haven't up to this point really been in one of them Mm -hmm. so i'm all like but you know we have this turn undead for a reason and makaria is very much my vehicle for like but what about if i had a bunch of zombies all the time and how would like npcs be like you have a bunch of dead people (sighs) i'm really excited
0: is she is she good is she good no 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 so no. you don't even have to worry about being like, oh, but these are good zombies. No, they're
4: no, they're not. Okay, no. Uh, I, at one point, we were in the yawning portal, and um, I tried to steal a drink very badly because I have four eights. Right. Um, it's not my fault. I rolled bad. Your know? DNA. It's, <laughs> my stats are just the, my stats. You
0: were just rolled that way.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it!
1: I'm doing a we're doing a parody song. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm inspired. <laughs> okay, <moving on. laughs>
0: it'll be a I'll lady a It'll be tonight. like a Lady Gaga song.
1: Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it, right? That's how you say
0: it. <laughs> I've only read Lady and Gaga. I,
1: just, <laughs> 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 I can't <even>. use <laughs> it. <Gaga.
2: laughs>
4: oh my god. That was a great that was a that great was callback. That's Thank right. you.
0: Alright, well I feel like that's that's the ending point. Okay. That's right. it. We're that gonna leave on that. that's
4: that's it in touch. Yeah. Sweet.
0: Uh well I'm excited about uh TwitchCon. Uh, yeah. it's gonna be really fun to be I'm in excited. San Jose.
4: Yes, I'm excited for my rogue. My precious uh, I haven't named them yet. Okay. So I'm not as attached yet, but all of my characters are my precious babies. Yeah. Um I'm like I'm gonna look for the moment where I can heroically sacrifice myself. Two hours, heroic sacrifice. We'll see if it goes there. That's
0: what one shots are made for. Exactly. Yeah.
4: One shots are made for like Dying in the best way possible, exactly the coolest way. And I
0: can't wait for you to play with uh, Jeremy Crawford. It's going to be fantastic. I think his dungeon mastering style is uh, like just I don't know. It's it's one of my favorites, so I can't wait.
4: I look forward to it.
0: Sweet. Yeah. How can people uh, watch some of your stuff uh, online?
4: Well, um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash BlueJay. You can find me on Twitter at BlueJay underscore 712. You can find every role-playing thing I've ever done on my portfolio at BlueJay.tv slash portfolio. And you can find me on twitch.tv slash d on Fridays. Actually, we're doing our show on Wednesday this week because of TwitchCon. That's right. So Wednesday at 9 a.m., 9 a.m.
2: 9 a.m. Pacific. Things, it
4: up. The things I do for love.
0: <laughs> That's why it's coffee. It's perfect. you got to drink a coffee, lot of
4: it. Coffee, D&D, Wednesdays. Nice. Yeah, this Wednesday.
0: With uh, uh, Angela Merkel. No. Um,
4: <laughs> Macaria Rada. Macario Rada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Angela
4: Merkel is my, like, best friend that I murdered when I was a child. <laughs>
0: and the... You know, Prime Minister of Germany but you know sure yeah also the god of death in <laughs> the, the Forgotten
4: Realms yeah the it's the, 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 <laughs> it's, it's the, the weaving the thread has been woven <laughs> I don't know we will
0: unravel it one it day it got weird but not here on this podcast <laughs> no. we never get to unravel anything well thanks for coming in uh, we'll have you on again I'm sure oh, awesome. it'll be thanks lots of fun for having me okay. <laughs> That was a really great interview, talking to Blue Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't you feel like you uh, uh, stole her essence and now you're a little bit younger?
1: No, I was actually going to say I feel like her mother.
0: <laughs> you feel older now. I feel older. Aww. She's
1: adorable.
0: She is adorable. And uh, and she's. I, I meant it when I said she's the elder stateswoman of, of, of twitching.
1: I guess. Yeah,
0: she's been doing it for a long time. Um, and uh, I can't uh, uh, wait to hang out with her uh, in San Jose for TwitchCon. It's going to be tons of fun. Lots of things going on there. We talked all about it, but if you're not going to be in San Jose, uh, go to twitch.tv slash DND and you can watch all the happenings there.
1: I will. I will. You will? Yeah.
0: Yeah? Uh, don't forget there's the Broken Pact is going to be there. Uh, so Ruben Bressler is a dungeon master running a fantastic cast, playing Dungeons & Dragons, Set in the city of Ravdica,
2: oh.
1: using all of
0: the material from Guildmaster's we're Guide to Ravdica. We're going to start
1: seeing some previews of that. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Would you?
0: Uh, <laughs> I wanted to burp off Mark Mike, yeah. but thanks for making it real. Uh, Sorry, deal. I
1: didn't know what you were. My
0: stealth check, I failed on it. So big it's time. Done. Big time. Yeah. And uh, it's all that coffee liqueur that I've been drinking.
1: we <laughs> guess? Oh.
0: Um, so that's going to be tons of fun. And check it all out. They are playing uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday. The Broken Pact is uh, they're a fantastic group. They're going to be uh, their third session is actually going to be live at TwitchCon. So check it out if you haven't already. All And right. uh, learn how to get into all the magic lore. We'll be doing panels uh, on that from Jeremy Crawford, James no Wyatt, and Ari Levitch. Oh, fun. Uh, as well as Ashlyn Rose will be joining that. She's been reading a lot of the um, novels set in Ravnica on her Twitch channel.
1: Oh my gosh. Which is
0: uh, it's very exciting. She
1: reads the novels? Yeah. I love a, that. It's like
0: a story story time.
1: That's really nice.
0: Yeah, we should be doing that with um, Matt Forbeck's books. Endless yeah, Quest, Quest books. Yeah. Yes. We're going to start up a show. Shelly reads to you.
1: I do it every night to Quinn. Let's
0: just turn on a camera. Nothing weird about that.
1: Well, it would be if <laughs> it was actually Quinn.
0: It, oh you think it would be weird?
1: I know it would be weird. I see him every day. And then what does he say? He says, look at my butt. It's so big and round, (laughs) like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. He says that? All the time. That's inappropriate. While putting his butt in your face.
0: I don't don't think that's okay.
1: It's kindergarten, man. What is your kid learning in kindergarten? Not
0: that, apparently.
1: They don't have Sir Mix-A-Lot sessions?
0: Uh, They do, but they mostly know it from Sing, because that song is in Sing.
1: Yep. Yep, that it's true. Yeah. Well, then i feel better about it.
0: Oh, totally normal.
1: I didn't teach him the lyrics. You're nope, like, I didn't me.
0: dance around to the anaconda not wanting any. Oh,
1: did I tell you also he's doing the Macarena now.
0: That's like a thing that's coming back. The Macarena is coming back. Yeah, he
1: brought it back. He brought it back. He brought it back big time.
0: Hard school. Yeah. Well, it's about like the 20 years thing, right? It's been about 20 years since it came out, right? And
1: he, I don't know if he's actually doing it right, but I was like, why could I never do that? Uh, I'm not coordinated. But like the way that he was doing it, I'm like, that's so easy, dude. Is it just... just, I don't know. Yeah. And then he goes something like this. Which you can't see, everybody, I realize. But hands on the cheeks and shake your little head. Those are and not then the hands on the hips. Those are not them. And then you spin around and go. Hey! So now he wants to learn the electric slide.
0: And that one's way more difficult.
1: Oh, we were YouTubing it yesterday. Oh, for like, the...
0: I, nope. I do like... I never really got into... Why this is going to be one of those long-ass outros.
1: Ryan likes these.
0: Uh, he loves them. He does. We've got three more of these to do. Oh, boy. Uh, Who's picking I,
1: my kid up today? I,
0: oh, yeah. It's time. No, it's fine. Okay. He's got a dad. That's good.
1: I, I hope.
0: Are we... I think we lost it. No, wait. We electric lost side.
1: You were Electric to You said you always liked...
0: I, d- I never liked programmed dances oh. where you have to do the thing that everyone else is doing.
1: Oh. You, I always liked the idea of it, but I could never do it.
0: Yeah. No. I'm out. I'm out, too. Yeah. You can be in.
1: No, because I can't do it.
0: I can't either. And so I'm the kid who just wanted to jump around.: Jump, jump around.
1: around.: Jump up, jump up and get down.
0: Yeah, That's. Yeah,
1: me. yeah that's what cool. I like to do.
0: Uh, so you can jump up, jumping and getting down with Dungeons and Dragons uh, by following along on our Instagram as well as uh, Dragon Plus. you can download that for Oh uh, yeah Dragon Plus.: There's a new issue out. It's pretty fantabulous. And uh, all about what's going on in the game board games, right? And they're like a it's board, a board game? game issue. Yeah, things are happening. Yep, that's pretty cool. Um, follow me. I'm at Greg Tito. Where are you?
1: I'm at Shelly Moo on Twitter. Yes. You can come to Facebook too and and like my writer page.
0: Ooh, what about your Avalon Hill page?
1: And you can go to Facebook and like Avalon Hill Games Sweet. and on Twitter, Avalon Hill
0: Awesome. Well we'll see you guys on all those social media platforms or
1: on twitch.tv slash DND for TwitchCon twenty eighteen. Or in person if you're going to TwitchCon, you can see Greg.
0: That's right. Give me some high fives. All right. Peace out everybody. We'll be back uh soon.